Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. All right, so uh, we've been going through all of these different explanations as to why, oh, why Joe Biden's numbers are so bad. And uh, the New York Times suggested, oh, it's the youngins. They're leaving him uh, over his uh, support for Israel. Um, There's also uh, immigration. Um, I've got another uh, I got another theory. How about this one? I mean, just, you know, uh, I don't know. Try it on. Walk around a little bit in it. See how it fits. Okay. How about corruption? Corruption. Yeah. This story is breaking through. Has been. People are aware of it. It's the um, the Biden crime family. The influence peddling. Hunter Biden. The laptop. The meetings with Burisma. The Chinese. The 10% for the big guy. Like all of these stories. It's taken years. Right? Remember right before the election? Tony Bobolinsky and all of that? It, it, yeah. It's taking years. But I suspect... I suspect... There are some people in some of these legacy media outlets that would very much like to see Biden exit. And so now they have an incentive, especially if it looks like Biden can't win. And I'm not sure he can or can't. I don't know. I think the pollsters are gaslighting me, so I don't I don't know who to trust on that stuff. Um, but if they think that Trump is going to beat Biden, I think they toss him. I think they push him out. What other explanation would there be for a story, the Washington Post, a story at the Washington Post that is 25 years old about the Biden family corruption and being connected to uh, guys that went down in a RICO case? Just out of the blue, that's a weird, right? That's a weird story to bring up. Have you heard of this AmeriCorps story? Carol Fox is a uh, Chapter 11 trustee for AmeriCorps. Right? She told the House Oversight Committee on Monday that the now bankrupt healthcare company previously provided a $600,000 loan to James Biden, Joe's brother on the promise that he could bring in funding from the Middle East. And it never happened. But he said he could, and it didn't happen. On March 1st, 2018, after AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan to James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, James Biden sent a payment of the same amount to Joe for a loan repayment this is this is a different loan repayment than the other one that was like 40,000 right the 10 percent for the big guy this is a different loan Fox Carol Fox the trustee chapter 11 trustee for AmeriCorps 
previously filed a lawsuit against James Biden, claiming that he made representations that his last name, Biden, could, quote, open doors and he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections. What are his political connections? Is he an elected official? Does he... What? Oh, that's right. His brother is the vice president. Or was at that point, because this is 2018. The suit alleges that AmeriCorps sent $600,000 to James and Sarah Biden's personal bank accounts in total and demanded James Biden repay AmeriCorps the full amount. James Biden ultimately agreed to a settlement payment of $350,000 because AmeriCorps went bankrupt. And so when AmeriCorps is trying to get the money back from James Biden, why are they trying to get the money back? To pay off the creditors, to pay off people that were harmed. Fox told the committee that she saw no records or documentation of the loan from AmeriCorps to James Biden and that the company instead chose to provide a loan with no documentation based on the promise that James Biden could bring in funding from the Middle East. This is amazing. Have you I would I don't know well actually I said I was going to say I would love to get a loan for 350,000 or $600,000 just based on a handshake and a promise? Wouldn't you love to get one of those types of loans? And then I started thinking, I don't know if I would want one of those loans. It might get me into a bunch of trouble. <laughs> um, Carol Fox said that the money ultimately paid to James, uh, the money James Biden paid to Joe could have come from two possible sources, predatory loans or senior citizens' money that was fraudulently invested by James Biden's business partner, Michael Lewitt. Lewitt. Michael Lewitt, James Biden's business partner. All right. In September, the SEC filed a complaint against Lewitt and his uh, investment advisory firm, a company called Third Friday Management, and that complaint claims misrepresentations and omissions regarding a change in the investment strategy of the third Friday total return fund. It suddenly, they changed course and they didn't tell investors, a lot of whom were elderly, and they're like, hey, we're going to now start making loans to a distressed company, AmeriCorps. We're going to start making loans to AmeriCorps and that, uh, that acquired and operated struggling rural hospitals. But they didn't tell any of their invest investors that. That is a that's a material omission or misrepresentation. This was the idea. Like they saw, hey, these rural hospitals, uh, they're really struggling. They don't have a lot of money. They're they're going to go bankrupt. And the Bidens are like, yeah, we could do we could do something with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Biden's attorney previously dismissed Republican lawmakers' interest in the payment. He said, quote. The Oversight Committee's description of the $200,000 check is highly selective and misleading. This is Paul Fishman. The committee has the bank documents and, uh, that show bef uh, both the loan Jim received from his brother in January 2018 and the repayment by check six weeks later. Dude can repay a six-figure loan in six weeks? At no time did Jim involve his brother in any of his business relationships. How many loans was Joe giving James?
These bridge loans, I guess. By the way, this all came from the National Review report by Brittany Bernstein. Her colleague, Andy McCarthy, former federal prosecutor, he looked into this uh, as well because the this AmeriCorps story starts... Um, you know, in a modern uh, uh, in a modern environment, but th- this relationship that James Biden exploits allegedly, unbeknownst to his brother Joe, but also somehow manages to get Joe's son Hunter, his nephew, in on the deal, and his wife Sarah. All of this stuff goes back twenty something years. Over the, the past weekend, the Washington posted a four thousand word story on the Biden corruption ties. And McCarthy says that he believes this is an indication that there is, in fact, a serious move underway within the top ranks of the Democrat Party to nudge Joe into bowing out of the 2024 race. This is a warning shot for the president He says it'll sting for several reasons. First of all, it's the Washington Post, which is like a pillar of the Democrat administration's Praetorian Guard. Number two, the subject matter of the report goes back to the start of Joe Biden's Senate career in the early 70s. Oh, so I'm sorry, 50 years ago? Third, the length of the report shows that the Post had to have spent weeks reporting its story investigating, doing interviews, right? The paper could have dropped this report at any time, but it chose to do so now when McCarthy says the president and his campaign are reeling. They've got a whole bunch of bad polling, and here comes the Washington Post, and like, hey, he's down, kick him, kick him, (laughs) you know? Joe and Jim, as well as Jim's wife, Sarah, have long-standing relationships with the legendary and legendarily sleazy plaintiff's attorney, Dickie Scruggs, and his close associates in the Mississippi Democrat Party, particularly Steve Patterson, who was a former head of the Mississippi Democrat Party and top aide to Biden's uh, friend and colleague, the late segregationist Senator John Stennis, Democrat from Mississippi as well as another lawyer named Tim Balducci. Scruggs, Patterson, and Balducci all were eventually convicted and sentenced to federal prison in a plot to bribe a judge. Yeah, let's go over to the phones and uh, talk to Ralph. Hello, Ralph. Welcome to the show. Hey, Pete. Hey, and I'm driving, so I Googled how much a senator made, and I got the year 1975, but... They averaged about $42,000 a year. Was that Jim's brother that paid the six figures back? But uh, the big guy got his cut, didn't he? Well, back so the AmeriCorps scandal, that one is from 2018. This other one okay. that the Washington Post has uncovered, or it's not even uncovered, we kind of knew all of this, um, but they they did this huge story about it. And this one goes back to the 70s, and that's with this uh, this law firm that um, was uh, that uh, was suing Big Tobacco. Okay, 
and then bribed the judge. (laughs) So, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I don't know about the salary from the 70s. I don't know. I mean, it's very, very well could be the 42K. I don't know what they make now, but um, I don't understand how uh, James is getting loans from, I mean, because even uh, Joe Biden as the vice president, what's the vice president making? Like 300K, 400K? And he's floating loans to James, and then how is James getting the money to pay him back within six weeks? Pay back a three hundred thousand dollar loan? It's crazy. Well, the president only makes four hundred thousand. I can't imagine that uh, the vice president makes four hundred. But anyway, yeah, they got a rate. Yeah, that's and yeah, stuff. possible. Hey, they're, they're they're corrupt. They're corrupt, and I think enough of these young people now see the writing on the wall and i that's i guess that's why the washington post says hey time for a different venue yeah maybe so um and and maybe they have a different idea where they want the party to go i think they're maybe afraid that trump might actually win and so they don't uh they they don't want joe being up there for it um i appreciate the call ralph yeah like again I, i it's hard for me to trust who to believe on like the polling and stuff because they want me to think it's because of the israel or uh crime or immigration or corruption or the economy i mean it could be all of the above dementia he's 81 I saw a story yesterday about how staffers like kind of roll their eyes at Joe because uh, he says he feels so young, he feels so energetic and all of this stuff, and they're just like, yeah, you're not. No, I feel again. And they're like, all right, just take another nap. All right, so these, uh, these attorneys, Scruggs, Patterson, and Balducci, Uh, eventually convicted and sentenced to federal prison in a plot to bribe a judge back in the 70s. At the time that the bribery plot took place, Patterson and Balducci, with Scruggs' encouragement, were on the verge of opening a consultancy and legal partnership with Jim and Sarah Biden. The latter, Sarah, is a lawyer. She's also a former congressional staffer. It was contemplated at the time that Hunter Biden would also be a participant. The partnership was scuttled by the bribery scheme. Oh, dang, nabbit. Jim Biden was secretly recorded by the FBI during the corruption investigation, but he was never implicated in the bribery scheme and was not charged, nor apparently was he interviewed in connection with the case either. But that comes later. That was around 07, 08. The beginning of the relationship goes back decades. Scruggs' crusade against cigarette manufacturers was actually portrayed in the movie The Insider, 1999. Scruggs' theory was that Big Tobacco was ripping off Medicare by concealing data about the addictiveness and lethality of cigarettes. So, he was trying to cobble together a massive federal settlement that would have netted his firm more than a hundred million dollars in fees a settlement like that would call for antitrust waivers so it would need congressional approval and at the time joe biden was the chairman of the senate judiciary committee he was a skeptic about the settlement he publicly asserted that he was not convinced it was a good deal for the public. And Joe Biden predicted that without major improvements, it'll go down the tubes. So, 
Scruggs turns to Jim and Sarah Biden, who have this consultancy that they named Lion Hall. He pays Jim Biden $100,000, 10 payments of 10 grand. And during that same time period, as the money is being paid, probably just a coincidence, but Senator Joe Biden goes from being one of the settlement's biggest critics to now its leading defender. I, he was just persuaded, I guess. He was, he was convinced by the money. I mean, the facts. He was persuaded by the facts, obviously. Lion Hall, um, in 2017, uh, after Hunter Biden pressured his partners at the Chinese government CEFC to pay the Bidens $5 million, Hunter took a $400,000 check of the Hall, transferred one hundred fifty dollars to that Lion Hall account, Jim and Sarah's Lion Hall account. Once again, there's another one, like, literally the name of their consultancy is called Lion. Lion. Like, when you hear it, it could be spelled, like, L-I-O-N or L-Y-I-N, right? From, a, the, from that $150,000, Sarah transfers forty k to another account on which she writes a forty k check to Joe Biden, the 10% for the big guy, because the original chunk was 400000 right? So this, despite the failure to reach a federal tobacco settlement, Scruggs hit the jackpot anyway because he cut separate deals with states. I'll tell you details on that in a minute. First, let's go over to the phones again. Let's get Pete on the program. Hello, Pete. Welcome to the show. Hey, Pete. How are you? Hey, I'm good, man. What's up? Well, uh, just kind of dovetail with your comments today, which are great. Um is it safe now just to assume the worst of Democrats, do you think? It, yeah, I mean, I'm getting to the point where it's like I, I don't know what other conclusions I am supposed to draw. Yeah. And I guess the follow-up question to that, you know, they're saying Trump's going to, you know, we're going to have a dictatorship, right, if he gets elected. So my question to them would be, would a Trump dictatorship be preferable to what we have now? Uh, I think there are a lot of people that would uh, say yes um, and would be totally fine with a Trump dictator uh, as the dictator, like legit. They would really they would be totally fine with giving Donald Trump all the power that he would want to do whatever he would want. And they would be totally fine with that. Yeah, because we checked the actuary tables. I don't know how long Donald's got, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, so, I mean, he's... You know, you could get out of all that, and God knows he's going to wipe out his enemies, and are they worth wiping out, I guess, is what you have to ask. Well, and I think that's probably, yeah, I mean, that's going to, that'll probably drive some of them uh, more and more hysterical if he gets the nomination, and of course, if he wins, right? you got a lot of people that may believe that he's going to be coming after them, and, because he said he was going to, you know, go after his enemies, but then again, he said he was going to lock up Hillary Clinton. And then he didn't. So, right. I don't know, right. if they just throw a couple compliments at him, they may be able to skate. Well, it sounds so easy to do if you're a Republican. What does he <laughs> think? He is a Democrat. That's you know, true. You just can't just do that willy-nilly. So, but my counter would be, morning, Joe, or whoever, they bring up the son of scaring all their people, right? You know, he's going to be a dictator. I'm just look at him. I said, you know, at this point, like you said, Pete, you got to consider, there's a lot of people. I don't know what that percentage is. <laughs> But there's a lot of people that are willing to risk it. I'll say that. They don't want a dictatorship. I was kind of tongue-in-cheek. 
But would they be willing to risk it under the current circumstances? Yeah, I think there's a lot more of them there, than there were, uh, say, in 2020. Yeah, or they they don't uh, they they want to suspend uh, belief and, and just kind of whistle past the graveyard. Like if they have these these thoughts that oh he might be a dictator, they would just say no 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 he's not. Like they may be willing to overlook that, um, or they don't believe that that was ever a legitimate uh, prediction that he would be a dictator. Um, yeah, but then again, I like I really do believe there are a lot of people that are okay with a dictator. They want a benevolent dictator. But that's not going to happen, because if you look at who controls all the alphabet agencies in this country, yeah. it isn't the Republicans, my friend, yeah. you know, the courts. So you got a long ways to go. For I don't think he'd live long enough to, to put in a proper dictatorship. Yeah. No, I got you. Okay. Pete, I appreciate the call, buddy. Right, Thanks thank so much. Um, I do feel like I have to apologize, because I kind of, uh, I kind of bounced around a little bit on the chronology um, with the Biden stuff, so you got to go back to like the seventies, where you have the uh, the the connections with the Scruggs machine down in Mississippi. But then those relationships persist between uh, Scruggs and the uh, James Biden, Sarah Biden, and Hunter Biden, um, and then uh, that lasts through the nineties. Then you've got the um, the creation of these different consultancy firms during the uh, 2000s uh, and then into the uh, vice presidency. Okay, so there's you got and then there's AmeriCorps, which came in the oh, that was in the late aughts, like late like 07, 08 time frame, and that pushed into then a decade later. Okay, so this has all been it's all been unfolding over years and years and years. So despite this guy Scruggs' uh, failure to get a federal tobacco settlement. Because remember, he had this idea that the tobacco companies, Big Tobacco, uh, was essentially robbing Medicare because of uh, because it was lying about the risks and health, of, uh, 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 the, the deleterious effects of uh, smoking. And so he said, we can get a whole bunch of money, but that would require federal... Settle, uh, an approval in Congress of the settlement, and he did not get it. Although Joe Biden miraculously changed his mind on that, and I'm sure it had nothing to do with the $100,000 that his brother and his uh, sister-in-law uh, made from Scruggs. But Scruggs was successful by cutting separate deals with all of the states. That was a combined $248 billion settlement. And that netted his firm more than $300 million in fees. And he maintained his close ties to the Bidens. And then the article talks about uh, all of the Ole Miss football games and the private uh, jets to the fundraisers and stuff all over the place. Um, Jim Biden began talks about a new consulting firm, a consulting and law firm, that he and his wife were going to start with Scruggs's Two close associates, Patterson, Balducci, and Biden. Okay? Simultaneously, with the preparation to launch this firm, Jim and Sarah Biden's partners, apparently, and unbeknownst to them, I am completely sure, they bribed a judge. All right, so, whoops. Um, that then prompted an FBI probe. That then resulted in some uh, recordings of Jim Biden, which uh, do not 
evince knowledge of the bribery scheme on Jim's part. He totally had no idea. None of the recordings back any of that up. Okay, around the same time in 2007, five weeks after Joe Biden's presidential campaign fundraiser in Oxford, Mississippi, Dickie Scruggs served five years in federal prison. Patterson, Balducci, uh, were also convicted on various charges. They all did jail time. Jim Biden was not accused of wrongdoing and, according to the Washington Post, was never questioned by the government in connection with the case. Not long after the arrests, Democrats nominated Senator Joe Biden to run as presidential nominee Barack Obama's vice president. That was 07. So, uh, Andy McCarthy, um, he says he's pretty sure that the uh, congressional investigators in the House, they're probably going to be interested in the Biden's dealings with Scruggs and his associates. But what McCarthy finds most intriguing is why would the Washington Post publish this story now? It's a, This is a very old story, right? This thing is what, 12 years from 07? 14 years ago? 15? I was told there'd be no math. Okay, please. Anyway, maybe the Washington Post was just waiting for the House investigators to leave town for a four-week vacation or something. Or maybe, maybe it was decided that this was a good time to add to the alarm that is obviously being pulled as if Jamal Bowman was in the vicinity regarding Joe Biden's 2024 prospects. Maybe. AmeriCorps Health. Let me go back to AmeriCorps Health. This has also been known. The House has been investigating this AmeriCorps Health deal because the people who ran that company say that James Biden drained the uh, drained the company coffers, and it harmed uh, people that had invested through that guy Lewitt's. Um, uh, investment firm. And did you know that in 2020, in January of 2020, the FBI raided the offices of AmeriCorps Health. That's a, by the way, what they do is a, uh, they manage rural hospitals. Okay. They raided AmeriCorps Health where James Biden was a major investor. Mark Hemingway at The Federalist did this story back in 2020, in May of 2020. Did you ever hear anybody talk about this during the campaign, during the presidential campaign, when Joe Biden was running against um, Donald Trump? I mean, I know this is May 2020, so COVID. But documents prepared as part of an ongoing lawsuit against James Biden and his business associate, hedge fund managers Michael Lewitt and Amer Rustam, Amer Rustam, that's his name, Rustam, um, they allege that they're in violation of RICO laws and that they committed fraud related to their investments in AmeriCorps and another company called Diverse Medical Management. The documents were prepared in March of 2020, were never submitted to the court, and sources now say the lawsuit was uh, headed towards a settlement. Again, 2020. And in the documents, the former CEO of AmeriCorps makes detailed allegations that James Biden's corrupt business practices 
drove the company into bankruptcy. This guy's name is Grant White. He also alleges that Biden and Lewitt took money that was supposed to go for company operations and instead lined their own pockets with it. He further alleges that Joe Biden, sorry, James Biden, failed to make good on promises that his political connections would deliver large investments from the Middle East. In a filing to a federal trustee in the bankruptcy proceedings, Paul Randolph alleges that White had grossly mismanaged his business. Um, that he had uh, that he has not operated the hospitals in a manner that is consistent with public safety, and that he siphoned money from the debtors for his personal benefit. The court subsequently, though, removed White as the CEO of AmeriCorps. And in a lengthy uh, legal commentary, Jonathan Turley posted at his blog, Michael Lewitt questioned White's credibility at length. However, White was ready to do a sworn declaration in the lawsuit against Biden and his business partners backing up his allegations. Furthermore, he turned over a ton of primary documents to support his claims, and he eventually was let off. James Biden said, quote, There's not a single door in the country that we can't open. So if I wanted to meet you, uh, meet, you know, the head of Google, it's a phone call. He always represented himself as the fundraiser for his brother's campaigns. He was the guy raising the money, and so he knew everybody. That certainly doesn't sound at all like any of the other things that... Oh, wait, yes, it does. It sounds exactly like the pattern with Burisma and 10% for the big guy and CEFC and the Romanians and the mayor of Moscow and all of it. It sounds exactly the same. Because it is. Like, there's a reason why it all sounds really, really bad. Is because it is really, really bad. And if the Washington Post is now getting around to digging this stuff up, that might be indicative of, uh, I don't know, something else afoot. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. At CarolinaReadiness.com, whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out grant white former ceo of americorps he says that joe biden's brother james biden jim approached him in january of 2018 and told him that his florida vacation home had been damaged in hurricane irma a few months prior and jim said ah insurance isn't going to cover the repairs Jim Biden spent $2.5 million buying the house, bought it in 2013, a questionable expense considering that he later got hit 
with a lien by the IRS because he didn't pay almost uh, $590,000 in federal taxes in 2013. Here it is again. Another Biden not paying their taxes. What is it with the bribins? 2016, three years later, Jim Biden tries to sell the house, tries to sell it. Remember, he bought it for 2.5 mil. He tries to sell it for 5.9. Not a bad, not a bad turnaround, right? 2.5 to 5.9. Um, he didn't get 5.9. He eventually did sell it in 2018, two years later, after sustaining hurricane damage. And he sold it for $1.35 million. In addition to the damage sustained by the vacation home, uh, Grant White with AmeriCorps says Jim was deeply concerned about paying back a personal loan that was due, which was secured by the vacation house. This, this same house. That was the collateral that he used for the loan, and he couldn't pay that back, and he was worried he was going to lose the house. That's why he asks AmeriCorps for the loan. Okay, so... January 2018. Remember, keep in mind the time frame here. You know, Donald Trump in office, Hillary lost, still running around claiming the election was stolen from her by the Russians. Russia, Russia, Russia. And um, I'm not sure at this point if Joe has said he's going to run. But remember, they they had like it is very clear to me how this all started. Like, well, I mean, yes, over decades ago with lots of corruption and a mindset to engage in unethical behavior. But uh, there, there was this you know, recognition that when Obama was done, Hillary's coming in and Joe Biden is going to have to retire and he's going to have to uh, go figure out how to make some money when he has no more access. And so this is how they went about doing it. This was how they were going to keep the gravy train flowing, even though Joe was out of office for the first time in what 60 years right so january 2018 lewitt arranges for his hedge fund to loan americorps two million dollars as a bridge loan while americorps awaited a larger investment jim biden is that and i believe the larger investment was what jim was supposed to be bringing in from the middle east right so jim then says hey Give me a loan of $400,000 of that $2 million so I can repay a past due personal loan that was secured by that vacation house in Florida. Okay? Subsequently, in additional bridge loans from that same hedge fund, Biden took even more money, totaling another $250,000. The total of 650 k was originally intended to be used for AmeriCorps working capital. Jim promised that uh, he would repay it. It would be paid back out of the multi-million dollar investment coming from overseas that was imminent. It was certain it was going to be coming any second. Jim, however, never repaid it. Never repaid it. Instead, he paid back about $25,000, which is not the same as $650,000. It was just, it's $25,000. AmeriCorps has been charged forbearance fees and interest on that, despite the fact that Biden took the money. The personal loan 
that Jim Biden needed to pay back was to a guy named Joey Langston. Joey Langston is a lawyer and a businessman who had raised money for Joe Biden. In 2008, Langston pleaded guilty to conspiracy to bribe a state judge in Mississippi, a crime for which he served nearly three years in prison and was disbarred for. The bribery charge was related to Langston's work as a criminal defense attorney for the infamous lawyer Dickie Scruggs, who eventually did prison time himself. Despite the bribery charge, James Biden went into business with Langston. Both were affiliated with a company called Trina Healthcare, and that promised a new treatment for diabetes. The Federal Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services stopped paying for Trina's diabetes treatment in 2009. Why? Glad you asked. CMMS said their treatment's not effective. <laughs> it doesn't work. In 2019, 10 years later, the founder of Trina Healthcare, G. Ford Gilbert, pleaded guilty to bribery charges related to an attempt to force passage of a bill through the Alabama legislature that would require the state to pay for the company's diabetes treatments. I don't know, guys. Like, is there another explanation for why the Bidens are apparently just utterly surrounded and in business with and transacting tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars with so many people that end up going to jail on bribery and corruption charges. Is there something to this? We may never know. We may never know. Uh, according to Grant White from AmeriCorps, Biden was not the only one laundering money through the company. Um, it was also that guy, Michael Lewitt. Uh, he was taking money out of the company as well. Uh, this is a very lengthy piece, by the way, at uh, thefederalist.com. It goes, this is from 2020. But AmeriCorps is now back in the news because the House Oversight Committee is has been uh, getting comments and, and testimony from the people who were in charge of the bankruptcy proceedings, the trustees and stuff. Um, Grant White said that he tolerated Jim Biden and Michael Lewitt's financial arrangements because he wanted to help out his friends. The other reason that the alleged skimming did not trouble him, he says, was that he believed Biden's promises that he would raise much larger sums of money for AmeriCorps and that Biden strung him along with repeated promises that tens of millions of dollars in investment money was just around the corner. And it never came. It never came and the company went bankrupt.